0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Colts cast. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo. Jamal I'm let you know I'm still a little bit sick, but we're gonna keep it rolling. Because we just finished the preseason. And well, 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 the Colts ended up winning a preseason game. Finally. Indianapolis, they triumphed over Tampa Bay twenty-seven to ten. Yeah, finally. Uh, We finished the preseason one for two, or one for three, actually. We went one and two. There were a lot of fans in attendance yesterday. I I saw that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people ended up showing up. Shout out to all the fans who went out to Lucas Oil last night. Jamal, let's let's get right into it. We got any injury updates?
1: Yeah, a couple injury updates for us. Well, I should say mainly one, the most important one uh, that happened, as we know, in the opening kickoff. Armani Watts safety we picked up from uh, Kansas City picked him up here in the offseason and he actually is going to be having an ankle season season ending ankle injury Uh, which really sucks because he was I feel like he was going to be a pretty important special teams player for us in this upcoming season of course obviously a backup safety as well hate to see a guy go down especially when it's a season-long injury on an opening kickoff, that that's tough because we know that we've actually been very fortunate. Besides Rig, we haven't really had any kind of uh, major injuries here. So sucks that two weeks in a row we've had two season-ending injuries for two players who had some potential. But uh, as we know, Ryan Kelly, he'll be back for the game once re- week one starts here in about thirteen days or so because he just had COVID, so that five days that so he'll be back in and uh, MRI for Quitty Pay. Frank Wright said it looks pretty clean, so he should be all good and ready to go for week one. So we'll see about Shaq Leonard. There's been no update on him. I know that they were thinking that they that there's a possibility he could be ready for week one. Again, honestly, I'm not too, too, too concerned with him. If he feels like he's ready, I prefer a pitch count on him. But I know that's just another big injury that we, or excuse me, a big holdout that we've had that we've been kind of keeping y'all updated with week by week so yeah yeah I
0: kind of I want to touch on our linebackers later but I, I feel good about our linebacker depth so I, I don't want to rush him back if we don't have to but let's start with the offense let's let, let's look into the offense I thought the starting offense looked pretty simple out there yesterday mm-hmm. uh, Frank Wright wasn't doing anything special I think we're saving the good stuff for when the actual season starts right you know I I saw a bunch of quick throws I mean, I didn't look like anything creative. Like as soon as I saw them feed Deion Jackson a lot, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, "Okay, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're keeping it bland today." So I know last episode we were talking about. Oh, I want to see them blow, you know, blow Tampa Bay out with our offense. I want to see it firing on all cylinders. Well, that's not what the coaching staff uh, had for us t- yesterday. But it was just really bland play calling. What were your thoughts, Jamal?
1: Yeah, fully agree. It was very, very bland. And I understand why you don't want to come out and show everything. But it definitely makes it tough because I just want to know that all of our players are, are again, as we mentioned last week, really firing on all cylinders. Because we saw what happened last week with the press coverage it was tough for us. Receivers were having a hard time getting open. Of course, MPJ had a couple great catches this past uh, or last night, so that was good to see. But it just it just makes me a little leery because I want to know that Matt Ryan can make these passes to our guys. Our guys can get open. They can break away. And I know that you don't want to show everything, but man, I just like to see a little spice, just a little bit spice. Uh, but I, I guess we'll we'll get ready for week one against the Texans and hopefully we'll come out guns blazing then. But I I definitely personally would have just liked to see a little, a little more. Yeah. Matt
0: Ryan, uh, five for seven for 59 yards. He took a sack. Pretty, pretty brutal, but, uh, 96.7 passer rating. So pretty solid day for Matt Ryan. I would say, I mean, he was connecting with Michael Pittman, I think for, for three catches. So I'm, I'm already starting to love that. I, the Michael Pittman, Matt Ryan connection is going to be great. Pittman looks like the real deal. Could have even a better season than last season with Ryan under center. Um, but no targets to Alec Pierce or Paris Campbell. So I'm a I I have two hands for that. So on one hand, you're saying, wow, no targets for our core wide receiver group outside of Michael Pittman. Why is that? You know, on the other hand, I can I can also say it was only three drives. We had a total of 13 plays. Half of them were probably, or they were, run plays. So, you know, not a lot of throws to go around in in that small sample size. So, I don't know how to feel about that. Ugh. I just know, I mean, our wide receiver group is still unproven. We haven't really seen much out of the preseason to be super happy about walking into week one, but I don't want to overreact because it's still preseason. So I think week one is going to be incredibly telling about our offense this season.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And like you said, you don't want to you don't wanna jump the gun too much because it is preseason. However, you do need to know kind of where you stand with everything. And I think that if we're going to give them the chance to, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to say I felt like I was overhyped because it was a dress rehearsal where they were going to play the entire first half. Like, in all honesty, I mean, with them, with those guys not getting any targets, I would have been okay with just seeing second string and, and out from there because it, to me, essentially was no real purpose for them being out there. You say MPJ, what, he had three catches for 17 yards, I think. Um, Pierce, no targets. Uh, Campbell, no targets. So, again, I, I would have, at that point, I would have just been okay just watching the – Second stringers come out there and do their thing, and and these other guys who were fighting for a roster spot to come out there and do their thing because we didn't really see too much.
0: We didn't, but that could be a good or a bad thing. I don't really know yet. I I I want to say it was the bland play calling because I couldn't really tell if our receivers weren't getting open or if Matt Ryan was being you know very conservative because we didn't really push the ball down the field. Um, yeah, it it just wasn't. There wasn't anything too crazy going on, but I know Frank Wright listens to our podcast because there was a Jelani Woods sighting. Yes, sir, 12 yard catch. So I I do like that Jelani Woods getting some action. Caught a good ball, got some yards after the catch too. Um, Bernard Raymond holding it down at that left tackle position. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 looked pretty solid there. I still think Matt Pryor will start the season, but. Jamal you're our offensive line guy what 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 did you think about our offensive line
1: yeah I, I thought starting off with Raymond I thought he did a great job he he had one play that I saw I remember for sure where he uh he got smoked around the edge and start at the start of the fourth quarter <laughs> he just got beat but you know, besides that I mean every play I watched him he was pretty consistent so I'm not gonna hold one play against him I mean you get that many reps and you get tired so it's what it is but Big Q, he missed a block earlier in the game, the, I believe it was the second drive, where Matt Ryan actually took that sack, and that one was a pretty big sack, and I, I know Matt Ryan felt that, uh, but Q was right there to pick him up, you know, and these things happen, I believe it was a stunt where they came across and then they got him, so visually, I mean, he, he just missed him because he came from the opposite side of the field, and he didn't have time to react. I don't know whether or not it was just because he was trying to help out with the defensive end and that or the defense tackle and he kind of bumped out to Matt Pryor or what, but it is what it is. I'm not gonna hold one play against Big Q. He's he's pretty much proven for us. But overall, I do think that the first group was it was interesting to see. Um I they they, they were they were they were pretty good, I suppose. The 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 biggest thing was they did have two sloppy drives. Uh at the very beginning and I didn't really like that I don't know again whether it was because more of the blend play calling where it wasn't just like pushing for or what the deal was but I would I would personally like to see oh I would feel more comfortable once I know Ryan Kelly be back in there as well because of course we had Danny Pinter at center which he, you know he defined uh, but I know once the full line is in there and we're getting other guys in the backfield Hopefully, they'll be a little stronger, but it was a slow start for the offensive line overall. We'll be back after a quick break. If,
0: if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around yeah. the decade, right? You know, we, we kind of uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues. Uh-huh. Uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago. The new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a in a in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we 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 have a lot to do. Uh, a lot. Yeah. You said uh, other guys in the backfield, so reminder, everybody, Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines weren't out there. Two of our biggest playmakers aren't in the backfield, so there's only so much you can do. Um, I'm ready to see Jonathan Taylor play. We haven't really talked about him at all, but he is one of our biggest playmakers on offense. I hope he replicates what he did last season i'm i'm super excited for naheem hines getting more opportunities Uh, i know he's happy about that as well so we'll see what happens we'll probably get some uh some schemes going for the those two especially you know maybe a wheel route alfred hines or taylor i mean i i think it's going to be super focused for those two but we'll see and jamal i know you want to talk about it Let's talk
1: about the elephant in the room. Oh, yeah.
0: Sam Ellinger.
1: Hey, you know what? Before I go on my rant, I just want to throw out one more thing for JT. I, I, I personally think that we may be relying on him a little more than uh, than what we were anticipating. I, again, and I can only base this off of the play call and I've seen from right throughout these past three weeks of preseason games. I, I of course I love JT I I want him I want him to be out there and going as hard as he can and I'm fine with us relying on him uh I just hope that he knows that we're gonna be relying on him uh and and I hope I'm wrong I, I absolutely hope I'm wrong in that they come out and game one versus Texans and it's a whole different atmosphere because the way Frank Wright talks about Matt Ryan and how he is in practice and the way he plays. It makes me think that we're not, there's something else that we're not seeing and we're not there out. We're not out there every day. Uh, so yeah, I just want to throw that out there about JT real quick, but I know that we're going to rely on Heinz. I just think that we're going to, what I saw, we may rely on JT a little more than I anticipated, but drum roll, or if you want to say anything about that, let me let you go ahead. Sorry.
0: i know you're ready for sam ellen Oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: let's get let's get it rolling man i just man listen let's go let's go i appreciate it come on man all i'm saying is i have been saying (laughs) it over and over and over and the world is finally the world is finally starting to see it and it's crazy because i know people are like oh you know what does it matter? It's preseason. He's going against second and third stringers. Well, so is Nick Foles. So is Nick Foles going against second and third stringers. And he looks, I don't know. I mean, he didn't look like he was there. Sam came out. Of course, he didn't have a crazy passing game like last time. Uh, but that 45-yard touchdown run, Vision, his eyes were there. He's able to move with a bad O-line. <laughs> not even like not even like he was out there with starters where he can sit there posed in a pocket. What I like most about him when it's come to his passing, and especially after seeing this run last night as well, is he's been able to adapt to what's been given to him. Again, you're going out there with a mix of second and third string linemen, and you're still able to figure out a way to be somewhat successful. And that's what's most important, because when you're out there and you're running for your life, trying to figure something out, I mean, you got you to gotta make plays on the go. We see this we see how people like Mahomes can extend the play and I'm not comparing him to Mahomes so everybody don't don't get all crazy but what I'm saying is we see how when when Mahomes can roll out of the pocket and extend the play that's what Sam has essentially had to do with our line because they haven't been the best people that have been in there every single week when he's in there playing and so I guess the biggest thing that's just standing out to me is that the the divide we have now between everybody so many people as of Tweeting last night and watching stuff during the game, people were like, Oh, Sam Ellinger, you know, so on and so forth. He's he's great QB2 XYZ. I'm like, all right, so now because it's 45 yard run, everyone is starting to see the light, which I'm glad. I'm glad they can finally see it. And I was seeing people were like, Well, there's no way we can let this man get on the practice squad. He'll get picked up off waivers in no time. Exactly. I've been saying this for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks you don't you don't want to let him go to the practice squad. But then you also have the people who are still saying every single day, "Well, he's playing against second and third stringers, it doesn't matter. Well, Nick Foles is proven, blah blah blah." I don't I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole again because I did it for about 5 5 or 10 minutes last episode. But again, this is exactly how it works out. You get that opportunity to come in and you show that you can do it. Yes, I understand that Sam is playing against second and third stringers. But guess what? He's also playing with second and third stringers. It's not like he has the first group. He doesn't have Pierce out there. He doesn't have Campbell. He doesn't have, uh, you know, he doesn't have um, Pittman out there. So he's not passing to our top receivers. He's passing to the same people he's playing against. He doesn't have our first O-line out there. He's going against the same defensive line group as our offensive line group. So, I would like to see him out there with the first group. I think he'd be doing even better if he was out there with the first group. I don't know. But I just, ah, it's just been burning me up, man, because people are starting to finally ride the wave a little bit. And, and, and I like it because he needs it. He should get the credit for balling out this entire preseason. He's done great this entire preseason. Well, it's just so funny because the naysayers are still going on the this is preseason hype. You shouldn't be worried about a player this early on. Well, this is where these players stand out. The same way everybody else is trying to make this 53-man roster, he's not trying to go to the practice squad. But I guarantee you, Eric, I guarantee you, if he goes to a practice squad, he'll be scooped up like that. He'll, he will be scooped up because other teams have noticed this. I mean,
0: <laughs>
1: if you haven't noticed, then you've just been lost. I haven't seen really any other second-string quarterbacks come out and, and just kind of take over, or third-stringers for, for his sake, take over the game the way he has. So, I don't know. I just think he'll get picked up.
0: Sounds like you've been ready to get that off your chest. I mean, <laughs> it look like it's been burning. A little heartburn right there. Look, I'm going to agree with you. I, I'm pretty sold on Sam Ellinger. I, th- I think that 45-yard scramble touchdown, I, I think that confirmed it for me. He brings a different persona, you know. He, he makes preseason worth a watch for the Colts. So, look, Colts have to keep him. I, I – wholeheartedly agree with you, Jamal. I don't think he would clear waivers. If he doesn't clear waivers, you don't get a chance to sign him to the practice squad. So, the running narrative is, oh, Sam can't do this against NFL starters. You know, just like you were saying, the problem with that statement is it's purely speculative. Like, he has balled out in three preseason games. So, what other hoop does he have to jump through for Colts Nation to say, "All right, he may have next up, just may have next up. You know? And that's as far as I'm going to go. I did tweet Sam Ellinger uh over Nick Foles yesterday. I did. It's because Sam Ellinger has played better than Nick Foles. That's not an argument, is there? I, I don't think so. Look, I wouldn't mind seeing him shoot up the depth chart. But I'm not gonna cry a river over it. Sam Ellinger is playing for a roster spot. Nick Foles is not. We have to remember that. Nick Foles is just he's I mean he doesn't really have to prove anything. Sam Ellinger kind of does, so especially from his, you know, last season's preseason. I mean, he he didn't look this good. So there are a lot of ways we can interpret this preseason results. I I wouldn't argue with a lot of it with with what you said, Jamal or another fan. The only thing I will argue with, and I'm, I I saw this on social media yesterday, so it is going around. Any Colts fan screaming for Sam Ellinger to take over the starting spot over Matt Ryan needs to go see a psychiatrist.
1: Yeah. Because that, that
0: is that. a little <laughs> – yeah, this is just <laughs> – that. that's that's way too much for me. Look, Matt Ryan, the guy has thrown almost 60,000 passing yards with almost 400 touchdowns on a 65.5% completion rate in his career. We got to stop being disrespectful. We just – we. It, Stop! Just stop right there. We can argue QB two all day. QB one, y'all gotta relax. Y'all gotta relax.
1: Yeah, y'all wilding for that. I ain't gonna lie.
0: Look, I, look I can't get down like that. Yeah, I I can't either. That that's a little crazy to me because they play. Look, Sam Ellinger is even though those second and third string. A lot of those second and third stringers, yo. They gonna be making my sandwiches at Firehouse Subs. Oh my god! Because they, they're not. I mean, I'm being serious. They're not gonna have a job. <laughs> so the, these, some of them will. Some of them, you know, the they're gonna be working at like FedEx. I, they, they're gonna have to try again. So I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but mm-hmm. you know, it, I, I'm not. I am not putting Sam Ellinger over Matt Ryan, and that's all I'll say.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not going to venture out to say that he is going to be above Matt Ryan ever at this point. What I will venture to say, though, is his excitement, his energy he brings is in a different class between Matt Ryan and Nick Foles. I know that you said that he is fighting for a spot versus Nick Foles, who has his spot cemented, and I, I get that. But I would just like to see some kind of excitement and enticement from Foles when he's on the field, like... To me, when I look at it, I look at Nick Foles, who is a employee who's been at his job for a very long time. He comes in every work just to do his job and get out of there. He's not doing anything else to, to make himself stand out. Versus Sam, it's the young guy. He just graduated college. He was there on his internship. He got signed on. And now he's ready to show you why. We we picked him up from an internship, from a job perspective, obviously not from the NFL, but um, he's ready to show you why he's the new excitement, the new guy. I'm I'm ready to do this, and that's what I like to see. And again, I know a lot of it can be hype. I I, I get that. I'm not arguing that because I understand that it's easy to I shouldn't say easy, but when you're new to something and and it's starting to click and it's starting to fire for you, you you're excited. You are excited. You know, there's nothing like that thrill of getting in there and being successful versus a uh, Nick Foles who. He knows his role, he knows he's not gonna get started. he's coming there to do his job. he knows he's probably not gonna play during the season, so he's like, "I'm gonna get out there, go through the motions, get my job done." but I like the the energy that Sam brings. I feel like the players around him you know they they kind of enjoy that when he's out there as well, so I just think that he has a different style of umph he brings to our quarterback group, which I think could also be. Very good as well, because it can keep these guys like a proven Matt Ryan, who we just talked about has all the stats. It can keep him kind of upbeat as well. I know we talk about Ryan's energy and Frank Wright says, you know, he's this guy and this guy, which I I agree. In every interview I've seen, he's been like that as well. But I would love to. I I wish we had Harnacks again because I would love to see their quarterback room just to see because I can see Ryan's professionalism. And I can see how Foles would kind of maybe just kind of sit there in the corner and listen to his professionalism. But I could also see, I feel like Sam is that guy who's out there asking questions about this or trying to improve himself because he he's still hungry for that starting spot, whether that be Colts or whatever team he wants to, you know, he wants to go to or pick him up. He's hungry for it versus the Foles who, again, who I said is kind of I'm at the tail end of my career. I'm here to do a job. I'm gonna do what I gotta do to get us in and out every single day, and I'm gonna go home and go about my day. So I don't know.
0: Well said. I I like that analogy you put forth. Let's uh let's sprinkle some defense into this. So I'ma start out with saying my man, Stephon Gilmore. Mm. That's that's all I need to say. Cause mm. I told y'all he was gonna be a menace. No one believed me. Nobody nobody wanted to believe me. They're like, oh, that's, uh, that. No. Y'all going to learn today. He still looked like a shutdown corner for his limited snaps. He also didn't commit that pass interference on Mike Evans. That
1: right. was a, load it's a of weak bullshit. call.
0: Yeah, ref looked blind there. He just makes a great play, but he is so physical. I, I think that's why I got called. I mean, he is sticking onto them, just looks like glue. And, you know, running at full split full speed on that play, it, it's a toss up. I mean the ref might call it, the ref might not, but that, that's how it is in a lot of sports, you know. We 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 run back the film, we see it broken down and half half the speed. We're like, no, he just made an amazing play, which he did. But let these boys play, it's preseason. They're just getting warmed up, baby. But I liked what I saw from Stefan Gilmore. Speaking of our cornerbacks, I still can decide between Chesley and Tony Brown. Uh, I believe that I believe they're the top choices for the fifth spot on the 53-man roster. I don't really know if the Colts carry six corners, they may, they may not. It it's up to them, so that's going to be a hard decision if they choose to carry five, but ideally they can carry both, so we'll see. Jamal what 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 would you think about our defense?
1: Uh, first off, I agree with everything you just said, man. Gilly, gilly Lock, that was that was a weak call, but shut down. I, I'm I'm too excited to see him out there this year, and I and I do think that that fight for those last those spots will be very interesting to see what happens this week. I, I'm excited for that as well. I I think the biggest thing that was getting me with our defense was how soft we were in midfield. I feel like there was just so much with the, like the coverage. It was just like nothing going on. I don't know if you saw, but I was just like, dang, they letting everything just, you know, pitch and catch, pitch and catch all day long. And then we had tightened down in the red zone, which was better, because we finally, first first game, we didn't let them get down to the red zone on us, but it was rough in the midfield. I, it makes me really nervous, because they were just carving, I mean, just carving up the D in the midfield. Um, And I just feel like there was not a lot of pressure from the well, second Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I... I I guess I can see
0: that. Yeah, they, they, they were getting a lot on us. I I do think there were some standouts though. I mean Grover Stewart. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna talk about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably he, like he, Ten episodes back.
1: Yeah. He he, yeah. he did his thing. I, I, I liked what he did. You because know, that set the tempo for us right there. That's how we got that three and out because I they could have easily I shouldn't say easily, but there was a high chance he could they've gotten out of that, but he just came in and was a menace on three straight plays. Um, man but, handling them, yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what we want, man. I, I love that. I love that pressure, and the pressure that the that he was putting on in the first group is what the second group needed to do because I felt like they were not getting near the pressure that Grover was getting, or even our first group in general was getting. You know, at the beginning of the game, the second group was looking rough.
0: That defensive line depth is looking mm-hmm. suspect. I'm not gonna lie, it, it was. It was worse in the Lions game, but it it still came up. I think in the second quarter or third quarter, they 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 were looking suspect, and that's going to give me a little worry. Especially because you know if one of them goes down, we 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 may be too top heavy in that
1: department. I, I yeah. will say. Yeah, you're right. I think we may be looking for a vet D tackle here in the next couple of uh, days. Once once we drop some player or once the players are dropped, I don't know could be wrong but i don't think it would be bad to venture into that into that depth chart of of available d tackles Mm, i
0: agree um i will say i know you were talking about the middle field we were getting busted up but sterling weatherford i thought he looked really good Mm -hmm. and i think he i mean he locked up he absolutely locked up a linebacker spot i mean he had 10 tackles nine of them being solo he was all over the field that's wild He's locked into the roster. Our linebacker depth looks looks crazy right now, so I'm I'm excited for for him. Um, other than that, like I already I already touched on the corners. Yeah, it, we have some uh, holes I think in our depth, but overall I think you know we're top heavy. But as long as they stay healthy, we're we're Gucci.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure, and. I I think we can I think we'll figure it out. We'll get a way to figure that out. I sure hope so. But
0: blank and shit. Let let's talk about our special teams. Blank and shit was perfect in the game. Need you to do that every game, hot rod. Mm-hmm. But he was perfect. They had two field goals. What three extra points? That's what yeah, we and, need. And he even got need, the ball. For we a few need touchbacks. him to. We don't want to talk about blanket yeah. We don't want to <laughs> talk about blanket If we're talking about blanket after a game, it's probably because he missed something. But go ahead, Jamal.
1: No, yeah, no, no, no. I I fully agree. We don't want to be talking about him. But I was glad to see he was able to at least get a touchback as well because I I was I said, Man, we cannot, we cannot, cannot, cannot let kickoffs get returned. So I was glad to see he at least got that one touchback. I think he may have gotten two. But for sure that one touchback he got that that cleared the the back of the end zone was, was nice to see. It was refreshing. Yep. He did, he did. Uh Matt Hack debuted. Five
0: punts, mm. good high and long punts. Every punt, I'm happy with it. No concern for me there.
1: Yeah, he looked good. Four of them, one in the, within the twenty. Uh, so that was that was great. He he stepped right in and did exactly what he needed to do. And I'll take that. I hope I don't want to have to use him. Obviously, I know we will. I hope we have to use him. You know, least amount. But um, if he's gonna be doing that for us, I, I'm I am not too concerned. Hope he can keep that up. Yeah, realistically, we're gonna have the pun every now and then.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want him out there, you know, twenty punts a game or something. Yeah, exactly. But no, I I agree with you. I will say, Kiki Cutie might hold down that sixth spot on the wide receiver depth chart. I really think so, and we're on special teams, so I believe he's he's pretty versatile enough to play special teams in addition to his normal duties as you know wide receiver depth. That really stands out. I mean, I think we talked about it a while back that Marlon Mack, he didn't want to play special teams. What happened? Mm-hmm. Healthy scratch every game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, our coaching staff, we, we need players on special teams. You can play special teams, you're you're going to get a spot on this roster. And, you know, Desmond Patman, he was probably our quote-unquote star receiver. Um he had three catches for fifty yards. I think that was the best i any receiver. Yeah, it was. Yep. So, again, yeah, he stood out even again. So I, I'm I'm starting to put the pieces together. I think Mike Strong could be he he could be hitting the waiver wire soon, and it's it's nothing against him, but I think mm-hmm. Kiki Kuti is a better better fit right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if Cootie is our backup slot guy behind Paris Campbell in the event he went down. Especially if Kuti can return punts. like that's, I'd rather have Kuti out there return punts instead of Naheem Hines. That makes me feel better. Uh, For sure. i being frank when I say this. Naheem Hines is more valuable than Kiki Kuti to the team. So, And we know punt returns can be dangerous. I'd just rather not have Hines out there as a target. The player is running down the field at top speed. I, I hope everyone's understanding where I'm getting, getting to on this. But... Yeah, I, I, I did notice that, and I don't know what you thought, Jamal, but Kiki QT I think, I think he might be able to hold out in that sixth spot.
1: I agree. What did he have, seven returns, right? I think he – or no, he has seven returns for 70 yards, I think. So, yeah, I I, 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 I much, yep. I'd much rather see him out there, like you said, than Hines. And and he's versatile. He's versatile. As you mentioned, Ashton Doolin put in his work on at the receiver spot and special team spot, and look at him now. He's getting more passes. Jelani's going to have to do the same thing kiki can do the same thing so yeah you cannot be selfish you cannot be selfish in that realm because it will bite you and we know that we know that we're big on special teams so i mean if he wants to do that like you said mike strong man you're a dog but i don't know kiki maybe maybe the better fit at this point
0: well yeah it's i i think it's more about fit here because desmond patman and mike strong they're two tall big bodied Mm -hmm. receivers i mean they're they're the same type, archetype, and, you know, I think just Kiki Kuti is, is a better fit, especially if we, he can play special teams, and then we also have a backup slot guy. So that's how I look at it. I don't know how other Colts fans are looking at that, but it's a it's a good possibility, I think. I just think he might fit in there better, but that's all I'll say to that. We'll see what exactly happens. Uh, Mike Strong could definitely still make it, but it'll be interesting coming Tuesday.
1: Mhm. Oh, and one last thing I want to say too, uh, just because I know I talked about it last episode, I I know we, we won, which I'm super happy about, and I'm glad to see we're able to pull out that dub without a without the defense having to get a turnover. That was kind of nice to see. Again, I know we get spoiled. By how how many turnovers our defense can get, especially after five first week, one second week, uh, so it was just it was kind of refreshing to see that even with some of the holes we had throughout there. And again, I know everyone wasn't a starter X Y Z. It was refreshing to see that even without them getting a turnover, we we're still able to keep control of the game. That that was kind of nice because I know we we get so used to seeing that and it's something that we shouldn't get used to because that's a that's a privilege and for us to be able to have a defense that can produce those kind of turnovers week in and week out so shout out to them
0: colts were what top three or mm-hmm. tied for first place in takeaways per game last year mm-hmm. i i would like to see them replicate that that's 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 something important but no yeah we get spoiled with that but we'll see what happens. I'm hoping for at least two takeaways against the Texans come week one, baby. Yes, sir. That's going to do it for us, everybody. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Colts Cast. We release episodes every Monday and Friday morning. Of course, this one's getting released on Sunday. This will be our last release on a Sunday because we got the regular season starting. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back. Friday to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Take care, everybody.
1: All right, guys. Have a good one.